Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Chronic Fatigue and Burnout Recovery Podcast. Today I'm going to cover part two of the little series I'm doing on how to have better periods with chronic fatigue or CFSME. And although I'm talking about chronic fatigue specifically, this is really just applicable to anybody who wants to have better periods generally. So this section or this part of the series, I'm going to be talking about hormone testing. It's going to be a fairly short episode, so I'm really just going to cut to the chase and get going and talk about how you can test your hormones. But before I do, we want to talk about why. Why would you want to test your hormones? And for the most part, I guess ruling hormones in or out can be helpful in terms of how they may be contributing to fatigue. Some people also just like to know what's going on in their body and understand if there is something happening that they need to address. The other thing or another reason why we may want to be monitoring hormones is not necessarily to look at the hormones specifically, but if we're using more of an advanced test like the Dutch Complete Hormones Test, which I'll talk about today, that also gives us other information about detoxification and how we're breaking things down and processing things in the body, which can all be useful information. So if you are experiencing some hormonal imbalances, you've maybe been tinkering around with trying to balance things out, but you're feeling a little bit lost or confused and overwhelmed, then being able to test hormones can be really beneficial just to give a little bit more of a direction to your support strategy. And that's where I think the real value in testing lies. It's to rule a problem in or out and understand the problem more specifically so that you can create specific interventions to address the problem if there is one and then obviously repeat testing over time can track progress or can track the efficacy of interventions and you know make sure that you're doing the right thing and that the things that you're doing are working. So that's why we would want to test hormones but how do we test hormones? Well, there's lots of different tests out there. And the types of tests that I like to use primarily would be blood or urine tests. If you're going for a blood test, you might want to test estradiol, which is the most potent form of estrogen. You may want to test testosterone. You may want to test follicular stimulating hormone, luteinizing hormone, sex hormone binding globulin, and if you're not quite sure what those different ones are, you can listen to the previous episode where I talk about the different roles of these hormones. And then finally, progesterone. Then also, perhaps you might want to do a little bit of thyroid testing because there can be a relationship between thyroid hormone and sex hormones. So then you may want to test thyroid stimulating hormone, TSH. You may want to test T3, T4, which is your thyroxine levels. And then possibly antibodies. Maybe there's some autoimmunity in your family and you're curious about that. And if you can, maybe a reverse T3 measurement as well can be helpful. All of these ones, which I've just listed off, can be done in blood. You can ask your doctor to test them for the most part. They might not be so keen on testing T3 for you. They might not be so keen on testing your reverse T3 
but everything else you should be able to get if you request it through your doctor. If you prefer not to go through your doctor and you'd like to go privately, MediChex is a company that I frequently use with my clients and they will do all of these tests that I've listed off. And for the most part, you can do all of them with a finger prick blood spot, which means that you don't necessarily need to go anywhere and have any blood taken provided you are not squeamish about pricking your own finger and milking it for a little bit of blood, you can do all of these tests in the comfort of your own home. But when we're looking at measuring progesterone, remember that progesterone, if you listen to the previous episode, is only produced in the second half of the cycle and it's only produced if you ovulate. Therefore, the timing for progesterone testing is going to be important. And Generally speaking, it's recommended you do progesterone at day 21 of your cycle if you have a 28-day cycle. So if you have a 28-day cycle, you could test progesterone at day 21. And then if your progesterone was low, for example, you may not have ovulated or whatever progesterone reading you get would be a reflection of your progesterone production. If you don't have a regular cycle or your cycle is longer, or your cycle is shorter, then you've got a couple of options. So if your cycle is consistently shorter, so for example, if it's consistently 25 or 26 days compared to 28 days, the difference between 25 and 26 and 28 is two or three. So that would mean instead of taking the test on day 21, you could do it on day 18 or 19. Alternatively, if your cycle is consistently longer, so it's always 30 days or 31 days, then you would do your test on day 23 or day 24, so two or three days after that 21st day. But if you've got an irregular cycle, then you may not know, do you need to take it earlier? Do you need to take it later? And this is where you can track your basal body temperature to assess for ovulation, like I discussed in the previous podcast episode. So once you start to see an increase in body temperature, you can confirm ovulation. And then you would just count six or seven days of that increased body temperature, and then you would take your progesterone test. Alternatively, you could use a luteinizing hormone urine strip. So you can buy these for about five pounds on Amazon. When you think you're going to be ovulating, you pee on the strip. If it tests positive, then you count six or seven days and then you can do your progesterone test. So those are different ways you can make sure that you accurately test progesterone at the correct time. If you're going to be testing progesterone, you may as well just test everything else at the same time as well. Then in terms of um, other little things that you can use, there is a device which is called the Mirror Fertility Device. And it is a kind of like the equivalent of a blood sugar finger prick device and that it lets you track and assess things in real time as opposed to you know having to take a test and then send it off to the lab and then wait for the results. The mirror device is a home kit that allows you to assess hormone levels. It is done with urine so you get these ones which you'll dip in your urine and then you put them into the device and it will give you a reading and then that 
can give you a reading about luteinizing hormone. It can give you a reading about estrogen, estradiol, and it can give you a reading for progesterone. So where this can be useful is women in perimenopause who don't know if they're coming or going and sometimes just being able to pee on a stick and get a result from a little machine and just be like, oh, that's why I feel really rubbish today or that's why I feel really anxious today or that's why I feel really tired today or that's why I feel really moody today. It's just my hormones. And there can be a little bit of reassurance that that comes from knowing that. Um, But the device was actually designed specifically more for fertility. So if you are wanting to track optimal times for your fertility window, having that information, the luteinizing hormone, the estrogen and the progesterone can be very useful. I don't use this with a lot of my clients because not many of my clients are that interested, but it is worth mentioning in case you're a data geek like me and you like to experiment and explore and and learn more about your body. And so then we get to the final testing option, which is the Dutch hormone testing. This is a urine test that is offered by a laboratory that's called Precision Analytical. But in the UK, you can access the Dutch test through Regenerous Labs. And that could either be through a practitioner like myself, or I think that you can actually purchase the tests without the need for a practitioner direct from the Regenerous website. The Dutch Complete Hormones Test with Cortisol Awakening Response, or CAR, is the one that I tend to use the most with clients. Um, The Dutch with CAR is a urine test. It's urine to do all the sex hormone markers and the organic acids, metabolites, which I'll talk about in a moment. But the CAR, the cortisol awakening response and the stress monitoring piece of the test is done with saliva. So it's a urine and saliva test. The reason why I like this test is because if you're going to pay for the test, you may as well pay that little bit extra and then get the cortisol awakening response, which is the peak in cortisol that we experience or should experience 30 to 60 minutes after waking. So what that means is you take a sample as soon as you wake up, you take a sample 30 minutes later, you take a sample 60 minutes later, and then you do a few subsequent samples spread across the rest of the day. And it plots your cortisol levels with that morning peak, and then whatever is happening later in the day. And it kind of gives us a little bit more of an understanding about what the adrenal glands are doing. And that can be helpful sometimes, sometimes more than others. If you want to learn a little bit more about that, you can refer back to one of my previous episodes where I talk about the adrenal glands. But um, that's just like a nice little add-on. If someone is going to do the hormone testing, they may as well get the cortisol awakening response as well, just in case there's something useful that we find there. Then in terms of the urine portion of the test, you will get your urine, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, but you also get all the different metabolites. And there are also markers which indicate the breakdown of estrogen. So that can be really helpful to see how well you are breaking down and detoxifying estrogen through phase one and then phase two detoxification. And then phase three happens in the gut, which is what I'll be talking a little bit more about next in the next episode when I talk about how we can support the body for better balanced hormones. 
So the significance of understanding the phase one and phase two detoxification is we can see if there's any bottlenecks. If your body is making a lot of estrogen and then you're not able to break estrogen down properly because there are bottlenecks in the process, then we want to really address those bottlenecks as we're looking to find better hormone balance. So that's where doing the Dutch hormone test, it just goes so much more in depth compared to your blood test. Um, and therefore we get a lot more information that we can work with if we're creating a therapeutic support plan. The other thing that I also like about the Dutch test is that they give you a little organic acid section at the very end of the test. And so organic acids are basically measuring metabolites of biochemical processes. And if there's too much or too little of certain metabolites, that can give us information about the availability of vitamin and mineral cofactors. So for example, if certain metabolites are low, it could suggest you don't have enough B12. Or if certain metabolites are high, you might not have enough B6. And the reason why I like this test is because sometimes when I'm looking at clients' blood work, they're coming up with some markers which could suggest poor oxygenation. Maybe they've got macrocytic blood cells, so blood cells which are too big. And that can be often a result of the need for B12, B6, or folate. But your standard blood test isn't going to tell us which one it is. It's not going to tell us, is it B12, is it B6, is it folate, or is it a combination of one or the other or all three? So this organic acids portion of the Dutch test will tell us about B12 status and will also tell us about B6 status, which just brings some other little pieces of the puzzle together. Unfortunately, it doesn't tell us about folate status, but if B12 and B6 are normal, we could rule folate in potentially. It also tells us a little bit about glutathione, which is a really important antioxidant in the body. I'm working a lot with glutathione with my clients just because a lot of them have or should I say a lot of them need detoxification support, whether that is because they have some mold exposure or mold illness or something else going on. And then the other thing it does give us is neurotransmitter metabolites, so dopamine and norepinephrine, epinephrine metabolites, which again, these things need interpreting in the context of the actual clients. But again, it's all little extra information that can help to shape what we do to support the person. And then it also gives us melatonin, which can be helpful if someone's not sleeping very well. And then markers of oxidative stretch, stress, particularly the HOHDG marker, um, which can tell us you know, how much damage and, and is being caused potentially by inflammation in the body. So the Dutch test is a much more comprehensive test. And if someone is really concerned about their hormones, it's helpful to purchase this test at least once. We can do ongoing monitoring by assessing blood work on an ongoing basis, but getting a Dutch test at least once helps us to understand what your patterns are. So do you have a tendency towards poor detoxification? Do you have a tendency towards high estrogen? Do you have a tendency towards low glutathione or B12 or something else that may come up in the test? So it is a helpful test to do, although it will be a little bit more of an investment 
about 250 to 300 pounds, just depending on which options um, you go for. Then the final thing we could consider testing, which is a little bit more advanced, this would not be the first thing I would do with anyone, is maybe consider genetic testing. So here, specifically for hormones, looking at the genes which are involved in producing the enzymes which metabolize hormones. So I'll touch on this a little bit in the next episode when I talk about how we can intervene and how we can support the body. But we want to make sure that we have healthy enzymes for hormone detoxification. And if there are any genetic SNPs, which means that those enzymes are maybe a little bit slow or sluggish or not working so well, then we know that those enzymes are going to need extra support. And we can sometimes see the evidence for that in the Dutch test results. But if this is an ongoing issue, sometimes having some genetic testing can be helpful. And specifically here, um, it might be the COMT gene, so the catechol-methyltransferase gene. Then we have the cytochrome genes, CYP1A1, CYP3A4, and CYP1B1, which are involved in the phase one estrogen detoxification. The COMT is involved in phase two estrogen detoxification. And some people can also have SNPs in a gene which codes for the enzyme aromatase, which takes testosterone and converts it to estrogen. And this can sometimes result in someone having too little testosterone and too much estrogen, which can potentially be problematic. And this is the CYP19 gene that we could potentially test for. As I said, this is just more little interesting snippets to wrap up this episode because that is more advanced work. It's not work that everybody needs to do, but it can be helpful work if someone is really struggling with their hormones and not making progress and we just feel like we want um, a few more answers. So that's really it. That's everything I've got to say on the hormone testing front. Of course, you know, you may want to work with a practitioner to look at your test results, interpret your test results, help you make clinical decisions about where to go next, how to support your body. But if you're thinking of hormone testing, you'd like to explore this, these are the various options um, that are available to you. And in the next episode, we'll talk about what to do once you've got the test results and then how you go about supporting your body for better hormonal balance and better periods with CFSME.